Do you identify with that self-expression and Tourette's being connected? I like creating a full atmosphere. Dingy, horrible, absinthe, opium-soaked, dirty little cabaret and we're going to see unspeakable things we can never tell anyone about. Do you see a lot of neurodivergence in drag, burlesque, cabaret oh, in your absolutely. world? absolutely. <laughs> okay. How many instruments do you play? Anything with a keyboard. Theremin I'm dreadful at, but I've got one. <laughs> Any Gregorian chanting? I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. Today's guest is a true entertainment maverick. The dark cabaret sensation and musical comedy misfit Joe Black. You may know him from RuPaul's Drag Race or as a Weimar sex clown. For over a decade, Joe has held the spotlight in the dark cabaret scene, taking audiences on a journey through the strange and downright peculiar. It's a performance you really won't forget. We stepped off the stage to talk to Rhett's and what makes him tick. And let's get into it and see how great minds think differently. Joe, welcome to the Hidden 20%. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, it's a delight to be here. Yeah. I've looked at the shelf of uh, the, was the, the spicy... The neuro-spicy cabinet. Neuro-spicy cabinet. And I have learnt today that Anthony Hopkins... Is autistic. Yeah. He, and there he is. He is. And That's yeah, this cabinet is, I guess, there to show some of the amazing contributions <clears throat> of things and people that maybe you didn't know about. And I, that did, I definitely didn't know well, about. Well, I didn't before. know Billie Eilish had Tourette's. Yeah. Tell me about Tourette's. Well, as a child, I was told that I was just nervous. That was the thing. It was. Uh, they were like, oh, it's just a nervous twitch. But there's, you know, something about someone going, why are you nervous? Stop being nervous. Why are you nervous? You're twitching because you're nervous. It makes you more... Nervous. <clears throat> and then, you know, getting a bit older and sort of doctors going, no, 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 this is, this is Tourette's. I, I can't remember when Pete Bennett was on Big Brother, but it was a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but my understanding of Tourette's was it was someone shouting wanker and swear words and bird whistles and sort of completely life-disrupting <clears throat> public yep. disorder. Yes. You know, that. But, you know, as a, as a kid, I was just told I was ner nervous. It's a nervous twitch. And, you know, there's nothing that's going to make you more nervous than someone, someone telling you keep it. telling you that you're nervous. Stop being nervous. That's why you got the twitch. And then a doctor was like, oh, it's, it's Tourette's. And, and so it, how old were you then? So I maybe like nine, ten. OK. What support did you get post I don't, someone telling you I that? I don't really remember support. It was just like a, cool, that's a thing. So it was just like <clears throat> a knowing. And then if people say, well, why do you do that? Was that like, oh it's Tourette's, and then you go, we go oh but isn't that you know calling someone a wanker and whistling like a bird? Mine is blinking, okay. so I hold a blink. Yeah, I go <clears throat> and and do this noise, and it's going to happen more now because I'm talking about it. Um, uh, <clears throat> and it gets really involved when it's like. It's worse when you're with other people with Tourette's okay. because also okay. you become really, really hyper aware. Yes. So, you know, in a weird twist of fate, 
I actually know Pete Bennett now because we both live in Brighton. Okay. And whenever we see each other, it's just just becomes this sort of it's the word calvacate of noise. Um, and obviously, Pete's is uh, a little more extreme than mine. But they also it, it's weird that mine's kind of shifted and changed over the years as okay. well. So the blinking thing, the ones that are currently still there for a little while, and I don't know why it disappeared, I don't know why it started, I winked. Okay. But I'm not I'm not very good at winking, um even when I'm trying to do it. So it's just it was like this. But then, you know, walking down the street and you're just winking at people. Uh and that that's a that's a little more disruptive maybe to the day to day life. But the, the the sort of big thing with it is that because of the understanding of it, sometimes people don't believe me. Mm. They actually just think I'm on drugs. Okay. Which is the sniffing in particular is that in kind of nightlife and stuff, people have just assumed that I am, I am on cocaine. So or, you and a lot of your work, I am guessing and assuming, performing, mm. happens in the evenings. Yes. So it's, it. you know, it... It's not like someone's calling the police and having me going, he's got cocaine backstage, this is my show. It's not that, but it's just people, people going like, uh, 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 you got anything you want to share? I'm like, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a condition. <laughs> and then what, when you say no, it, you know, I've got Tourette's or whatever you say, what, they then think what, I'm joking. They think you're joking. Yeah. It's funny, people, people gloss over, not that I tell lots of people, that I'm autistic, but when it does make sense to, people either laugh, because a mm. bit like you, they think I'm joking. It's sort of like a, a saying of like, oh, I'm a little bit autistic. I'm not sure people know how to deal with that information, right? But also is there, with, with autism, is there, like the Tourette's thing, where it's the extreme examples are the ones that are highlighted in media. <clears throat> it's with autism, it's sort of, is it Rain Man? And, yep. and, and, and kind of really specific cases yes. yeah it seems like the extreme the extremities of you know dyslexia adhd autism tourette's dyscalculia dyspraxia that that kind of segment it's either we don't know about any of them like dyspraxia for example not widely known about or we know about the the extremities mm -hmm. of them <laughs> It's like going, right, Tourette's, you swear, mm. autism, you're very clever, but socially inept. Yep. You can't read a word. You you're rubbish at numbers. Yep. You're hyperactive. <clears throat> uh, and job done. Yep. And it's like we're talking about 20% of the population. Like, we're not talking about a tiny little number. Mm. Like, 20% of people are neurodivergent across the world. Uh, it's like, you're going to run into them. Sorry. Yep. And wh here. whether you realise it or not, again, like I said, I didn't know Anthony Hopkins was autistic. Yep. <clears throat> I just thought he was a fantastic Welsh actor, <laughs> yes. you know, fantastic pianist, yes. um, hilarious on social media. Again, didn't know about Billie Eilish, but I I usually clock it with people, Tourette's, actually. Okay. I'm actually thrilled when I meet someone with Tourette's uh, <clears throat> because it doesn't happen that often. And it's, I remember, specific, so the last tour I did, I was in Newcastle and I was just doing a bit of a, I had a day off and I was just hopping to all the different gay bars 
uh, because I love attention and uh, <laughs> gay famous. I've got to take it where I can. Um, there was someone in a, in a friend group that I was like looking at her. I was like, oh, she's got Tourette's. And I was like, you have Tourette's. <laughs> she was like, yes. And I went, I have Tourette's. And suddenly we were just bonding about it. But there wasn't really much to say other than just sort of going, we have Tourette's at each other. But I think, I mean, I'd had a few drinks by this point. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, come here, come here. And I felt weirdly, uh, really attached to them. But I really latched onto that. And it was it was delightful. Um, and the thing with, uh, on Drag Race, they didn't bring it up whatsoever. They said to me, would you be happy to talk about it? And I was like, yeah, of course. You know, reality TV is not necessarily the arena for well-balanced conversation. They generally want the extremes yep. of something. <clears throat> so I, It's entertainment, uh, right? I guess that, yeah. that's what... So, you know, in, in the case of Drag Race, you know, they've previously had uh, Jinx Monsoon was on with narcolepsy, but they made it seem like Jinx was falling asleep okay. at every yeah. <clears throat> single moment. And the reality is they're not. But they there was no point for the producers, I'm sure, to go, we have someone with narcolepsy. Oh, they're a little bit tired. They might need to take a short nap. That's not. That's not funny. So you, you, you blinking and sniffing and co- not it's, enough. It's, I just don't think it's interesting it's enough. enough for them because I'm not being embarrassing. I think is the is the thing is that the reality TV is not that interested in it. I think you know the other examples I can think of Tourette's with media other than Pete. There was someone on the Undateables that had Tourette's and again it was quite an extreme case of it and on a show about how you will never find love yes so they're like oh let's put all of what they would consider the misfits reality tv in general I think is very cruel Mm -hmm. would you go on reality tv again no (laughs) no no I'm I'm, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do drag race again yeah but I did, I did Celebrity Coach Trip Halloween special. <laughs> I didn't even I know that it, was a thing. No, I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone really watched it. God bless. If anyone involved is listening to this, which I'm sure you are. Um, I loved it. No, I did. I loved that. I, it, it wasn't Tell wild. me what happens. You go on it's, a coach. It was just, it was coach trip, but it was like spooky themed. Okay. Um, and it was just that moment of getting on. You don't know who else is on there. And there's just something surreal about walking on and seeing Kerry Katona and realizing we've both been booked for the same job. <laughs> like so, like that sort of reality. That was really fun. Okay. Um, that was I, I. I really enjoyed that. But that was a platform that was just. It's just meant to be very silly. Yes. They they weren't trying to get <clears throat> deeper, darker things from yep. it. Um, in fact, I got a bit. The only time I got a bit wound up on it was they took everyone to see a medium. But everyone involved will have as much as a Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. right? So when <clears throat> you go in there and you've <laughs> got someone... I see where you're heading with this. And the guy looks at someone <laughs> and says, you've lost someone very close to you. I see cancer. I see a hospital. And then all you need to do is Google person's name. Wikipedia recent page. Recent death. And it will be <clears throat> horrible right-wing rag... 
articles about how their life has unraveled because they've lost the most important person in their yep. life. And then that medium was yes. exploiting that. And then because mine doesn't necessarily have a lot on it, and we were f- fairly fresh off drag race, he just came up to me and he went, I sense Brighton, which <laughs> just on, the, on Wikipedia, it's like, location. Brighton. That's it. That's all he had. But that was the that was the, like that was kind of the nasty bit of the reality okay. TV for me because I and all I did was again because it's meant to be quite light. I'd like look dead into the camera and be like that, and all the the camera guys were like because <coughs> I was just not looking at the medium and just dead dead into the camera. Um, thinking that, about Wikipedia. Yeah, just thinking about how Wikipedia has given this man his psychic powers. Do people ask you? I mean, let's take that show for example do people ask you if you're okay because of your tics oh yeah in a different like not uh, how i am i remember a particular instance in portugal where i just finished a show and someone was like genuinely worried for my well-being Mm. i was like no no, no, i'm fine no no are you you sure are you sure yeah absolutely fine and they just yeah wouldn't wouldn't let it go and was just convinced that something was like horribly wrong with me and that uh, you know you must see a doctor yeah and they and i eventually had to be like please stop yes i, I this is just my day today but you know i've got <clears throat> sort of the same circle of friends i've had for a long time we're all very used to it yeah and it will only if it comes up and someone it's people are sort of trying to be a bit polite do you know what i mean so meeting someone and they're not going to go so what's going on here? <laughs> what's all this? Um, and they were like, oh, I thought you just had a cold. <laughs> yeah. Or I thought, you know, you smoke quite a lot of cigarettes, don't you? It's just like a smoker's cough. I always, when you watch horror films and uh, someone's trying so desperate to be quiet, uh, <laughs> it's, I, think, I think every time it happens and someone's like in a cupboard like... Ooh. Like that, I was like, "Oh, I'd be fucked in this situation, wouldn't I?" As like Jason Voorhees goes past the the cupboard, and I'm like, <clears throat> like this. In fact, this morning I was on a very quiet commuter train, and you become very aware of those little those little moments. You're like, "Ah, oh, this is pin drops." Yes. Like, hospital waiting rooms. Uh, not that I mean the hospital very often, you know. You're you're clearly you know incredibly creative incredibly you know right-brained as i would call it and you know you're a wonderful musician and you've got this wonderful creative outlet and self-expression which you know is is an amazing example to so many people do you identify with that self-expression and Tourette's being connected firstly thank you um (laughs) lovely words um i I don't know, it's just sort of there for me. Like, I, I sometimes forget mm-hmm. I have it. Was it Gareth Gates who had the, there was like a speech. The stutter. The stutter, yes. it wasn't a speech, but it was a stutter. <clears throat> and then it didn't happen when he when sang. When he sang, yeah. Um, and again, not, not, not exactly the same thing, but uh, <clears throat> I don't notice it on the stage happening to me. Maybe it is. I mean, I don't make a habit of necessarily rewatching my whole show's back because that's really painful to uh, have to look at yourself and be like, I could have done that better. But it it doesn't feel like it's there then. 
Maybe. I mean, it's certainly not there in songs. Maybe when I'm, I'm talking or just sort of milling around, if I'm walking over to get a glass of water between a song or yeah. I'm telling a story or something. But it... <clears throat> I mean, maybe in a way I want it to be mm. visible on stage. That'd be quite nice. But, and then, again, someone in that audience will go... Because it's the representation, you. right? It's people <laughs> being able to see that it's okay and, uh, <clears throat> you know, wow, what an amazing performer... And there's hope and there's optimism definitely within that. It's it's, it's weird because obviously with a platform like Drag Race, you get a lot of <clears throat> sort of young queer kids being like, thank you for, you know, being you, you know, giving me the strength. That Those like really lovely messages. If I get a message saying <clears throat> my son has come out uh, as gay or non-binary or queer or whatever, um, thank you for inspiring him. Uh, you know, get a lot of that sort of thing. You go, thank you very much. An honour. You know, but if I get the Tourette's ones, that's when I'll be like, now listen here. <laughs> okay. This is a joy to represent you. Please come here. We shall have tea. We shall dine together. <clears throat> There's something about that that makes me more like, come here, why come here. Why do you think that is? <clears throat> There's a lot of good queer rep uh, in media, mm -hmm. um, which is lovely. Because there wasn't always. Sure. Um, and long may it continue. But there's not for, you know, different, ver the, the various neurodivergence mm. types and things that it can maybe even just kick off someone's journey or something. With the Tourette's thing, it could be they go, oh, cool, they've got it. <clears throat> that's That's great. And then maybe that in a small way makes them feel more confident about it so they just it might be as simple as then they just carry on with their life exactly but i think feeling seen or heard it, you know can be just so incredibly powerful <clears throat> and and i you know there's a reason why we called it the hidden 20 percent, i guess because it doesn't feel like that's seen enough you know for thomas the tank engine to have now an autistic boy play a character you know yeah. that that's like welling up shit for me mm -hmm. you know that that's that's so you know that's so incredible um and so it's just yeah it, it's m more of more of the, mm -hmm. the the bits and pieces that are going on that i think then like you say then you you get people who are younger and a younger generation going ah, it's okay mm -hmm. this is okay i can ultimately all I want and the only goal is like just be yourself mm -hmm. and <clears throat> you, you don't need to hide stuff well this is why you know sex education as an example have you seen it on Netflix no I haven't seen it <clears throat> in the uh, the last season uh, there's someone who's deaf and it there's meant just little bits of <clears throat> look at me when you're talking little that there's not some big, terrible, tragic, this is how they lost their hearing. Um, it's just a matter of fact in there. Yep. And then you get, I always find it really frustrating when you get these people going, they're forcing diversity on us. <clears throat> it's like, it's just, it's a character that, well, the actress is deaf. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and all that does is just, there's some deaf kid that's watching it that goes, oh, that's me. And it wasn't portrayed as dramatic and horrible yeah. and she's it's more terribly normal. struggling yeah 
<clears throat> it was, I mean, this with, with queer representation now being a lot nicer, what it will be before is like you see someone pop up and you're like, well, they're going to get murdered or die of AIDS. <laughs> as, as, as it was generally would be happening in the stories. Do you know what I mean? Now there's just pleasant. Yeah. Just no, there we are, normal, normal people on the LGBTQI+. Do you see a lot of neurodivergence in the drag, burlesque, cabaret in, oh, in your absolutely. world? absolutely. <laughs> okay, okay. I think, you know, it attracts a certain kind of people. <clears throat> and it's, you know, I also live in Brighton. Do you know what I mean? If 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 someone is not a neurodivergent, non-binary... Uh, drag creature, then they've got they've they've just got to move to Shoreham, and I think it's because it attracts a certain kind of um, people, mm. and particularly people that are quite good at it, because I guess it's a different kind of focus. I think it's naturally creative people. Yes, um, there's an excellence uh, that seems to be attached to it, um, and maybe it's just how the brain is wired. But also that might also be one of those things that's like a a misunderstanding where there'll be someone who's like, well, I'm actually excellent at nothing, but I am severely autistic. You know, yeah. <clears throat> that might be another one of those. Yes, it um, doesn't have to be the superpower <clears throat> narrative yeah. of what's your special people, skill. People can just be plain. People. Yes, they can be. They they can be unremarkable. <laughs> what a horrible thing to say. <laughs> but what does so? What does? What does kind of you putting on a costume and and performing and dressing differently? What does that do for you? What 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 does that feel like? I I like creating a full atmosphere. <clears throat> you know, so I run a, a variety show in Brighton called Kleinus Cabaret, which just means small cabaret, um, <clears throat> and everything from the moment people walk in, we've got this kind of bizarre klezmer music playing in the background. What's to, klezmer uh, music? Like Jewish um, sort of folk. Okay. <clears throat> traditional uh, music. So it's lots of like clarinets and just sounds like a Jewish wedding essentially. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> that kind of thing because it's, you know, a lot of the, the, the great creative minds in Weimar uh, Berlin were of, of Jewish origin. Um so I, it, was, it was a way of kind of giving a nod to that and having that kind of energy as you walked in the room and it's all green and smoky and there's a big sort of faux metal sign that says cabaret but with a K because it's in German, K-A-B-A-R-E-T-T. Um, and it's creating that world and there's something about how I construct myself that <clears throat> I want to be an extension of that vibe, that atmosphere so I want to look away that evokes a... I need people to look at me and go, the year is 1926. We are in some dingy, horrible, you know, absinthe, opium-soaked, <clears throat> dirty little cabaret and we're going to see unspeakable things we can never tell anyone about. That's, that's what I want to look like. Yeah. Um, and what do you want people to take away? It's that kind of, I mean, to quote Cabaret the Musical, you know, leave your troubles outside. Okay. Uh, that I want <clears throat> to create that little atmosphere, that bubble of just, you come in, we have no problems here. And just for that hour or two, or whatever it is, people are transported. 
Um, and again, what's nice about variety shows is representation in different ways. <clears throat> but people will see, you know, different body shapes and styles mm. and, you know, personal styles and skin colours and just all these beautiful different people doing wonderful things. And it's, you get it particularly with, um, say, like plus size people in burlesque. There may be someone in the audience that is plus size and they see someone on stage who is of a fuller figure and go, my God, I could do that too. Mm. <clears throat> and that gives a little spark to their life as well. And what do you, what do you like, what do you want to do with it? Go, or where do you think it's going to go? How's it changing that, that kind of, that world of performing? It's strange. With variety shows tend to do well during times of economic crisis. Okay. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, there was a big bless boom. So it's, uh, it kind of feeds into that kind of art shall prevail in times of strife. Yes. Uh, thing. I with, with the variety shows, it's strange where, I don't really know where it can go <clears throat> other than just exist for that moment in time. Yeah, you can go to bigger venues. You can book surprise, wonderful <clears throat> guest acts. That's going to blow everyone's mind. But it, after that night, night's done, it's done. Um, which is part of the joy of performing, but also the sad bit is that you do that show and then that's just, that's it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's, It existed for that moment in time. Yes. But it's a nice shared experience. Yes. With those people. I mean, with, like, where do you want it to go in terms of performance? Again, yeah, it could just be, like, bigger venues, you know, better stages, more lights, more people in the room, uh, more money, you know, yep. more production. Yes. <clears throat> fireworks, fire. But with the variety shows that I started doing, I specifically went smaller, which is why it's called Kleiner's Cabaret, because it... It then exists in this strange little small bubble and can just can tick over. But if you get bigger, it's you know things then can burn out. Yes, as well. So if you you know stay small, let it be. You know, let it sell out and just keep making this little special thing for yeah, people. Yeah, which because greed will kill us all eventually. Yeah, too easy. <clears throat> I could have could have gone to a venue twice the size. If I sold that out, then I could have gone once twice the size of that. And eventually people will go, cool, yeah, we've all seen it now. That's yeah. that. What does... I just want to talk about music for a second. You, how many instruments do you play? Oh, God. Uh, a lot, not very well. Uh, <clears throat> the accordion, piano and ukulele is kind of the... Your core three. Yeah, my core three. But then I can do... It's like musical soul. Anything with a keyboard. Let's just say that again, because it sounds <clears throat> such musical a wonderful soul. turn of phrase. Ooh, musical you know, soul. They sound like... Yeah, like I theremins. do. Yes. Ooh. Strange. Very dangerous, because it's a saw. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, theremin I'm dreadful at, but I've got one. What's a theremin? <clears throat> a theremin's the kind of sci-fi... Oh, yes. Yes. <clears throat> they are so hard to okay. play. I... That's a muso instrument. That's something someone plays where they dedicate their life to that, okay. or they can play... If people can play violin, they tend to be all right at it, but I okay. can't play violin. Um, and it's it's a weird one where I'm not <clears throat> a keen musician in that I'm not sat there twiddling away and trying to make the most interesting thing. <clears throat> I'm try I like I like making vibes. I'm not trying to play Flight of the Bumblebee, and I'm never never going to want mm. to play because <clears throat> that's other people do that. Yep. I want to sit there and 
have an idea and just sort of draw up these chords and try to figure out how I make that, you know, that Aurora song sound like a sea shanty. Or <clears throat> I take Amy Winehouse and make it into a polka. I, I, I'm much more interested in that, in twisting and mm-hmm. making things into these funny little moments or sad little... I have two I have two modes with shows where I will either make something funny or I make it very sad. Any Gregorian chanting? Oh, I wish. Cuz I'm a big fan of that. I'm a I'm a big fan of that. That kind yeah. of Yeah. I I love hearing you describe how you can basically like you say conduct an experience for people so that they're happy at the right moments, they're sad at the right moments, they're up, down, end on a high, etc. What journey do you think we need to take people on with Tourette's? Surely the way of doing it would be just, you know, for people to do whatever it is they do, but that is just there. Yeah. In that it is just a fact mm-hmm. that, you know, whether it's a comedian or a singer or a storyteller, poet, whatever that it is just a matter of fact that it's there i might be incorrect in my memory so i'm not massively familiar with lewis Lewis capaldi but lewis capaldi has tourette correct was there a moment at glastonbury where they had like a a a a moment yeah uh, where they couldn't sing the song and the audience sang the song and held them in that moment exactly so maybe that's the the thing is that it, it exists and that people are aware it exists and that they're happy to i don't want to say pick up the pieces because that sounds like someone's falling apart but just kind of go we got you and in regards to other neurodivergent traits mm-hmm. um you know someone with autism that you know things are a particular way to make them feel comfortable just just do you know they can let you know that they need that thing yeah it's not a problem no it shouldn't it it shouldn't it shouldn't be a problem and no matter like everybody on this planet i'm sure has has their own things that they like right Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) that is a universal truth i guess with neurodivergence is some of those go you know to being held on to really tightly mm-hmm. and some of those are you know topics or interests of incredible importance mm-hmm. and huge amounts of fascination and interest um whereas other people might not be as interested in them they might mm-hmm. like this band but they haven't been up and down the country to see them and know every single thing about them but there's also a balance there because it could also in some i'm sure it's happened to you. I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people listening to this where it oversteps the mark into babying. Yes. Or treating you with special gloves um, it, to the point of perhaps being feeling offensive. I guess it it risks going into someone has a room with some, you know, pleasant paintings in it with some fidget spinners and goes, we've solved that. Yes. <clears throat> here I've here have a stress ball, now f*** off. And it's really difficult because, you know, everyone has their individual, everyone on the planet is an individual and every, you know, no two brains are the same full stop, mm. neurodivergent or not. Uh, and so everyone's an individual, yet 
the the risk or the danger I think with neurodivergence <coughs> is that there's yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah okay we know about autism now and we know about adhd and we know about dyslexia okay cool you guys just go over there um and there's a school or there's a club or you guys just go over there and we'll get on our merry way but we know what you are now and also all lumped together as well yes yes <clears throat> rather than everything just being integrated and normalised. And maybe I'm totally rose-tinted, kind of idealised mm. views on this, but uh, <clears throat> I, I do feel like the goal is that it's okay to be how you are and we don't have this I'd, I'd, loaded stigma I don't think it. it's rose-tinted to say um, that people should be just accepted into society. <laughs> That's the sin. Not... <laughs> You go out. You go sit in your cave. You know, you, even with your Tourette's ticks. Yeah. You go sit in the cave. Let's not disturb anyone else in the Tourette's zoo over there. Yeah, you know. so everyone can come look at you and go, "Oh, he blinks, doesn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> it's an endangered species yeah. right here. I don't know what. Else, do you know what the statistics are? Because I don't. Of how many people have Tourette's? I think it's less than one percent in the UK. Same as autism. Huh? My God, I am a statistic. If I could just give you the the floor or the seat or the soapbox again, Joe, what what would you like to say about Tourette's? Knowing it didn't change my life dramatically, but that's not the case for everybody. And if you do have it, um, please message me on Instagram because I just, you know, again, I get thrilled <clears throat> with these. And if anyone asks you if you're on drugs, just say yes. Joe Black, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to The Hidden 20%. If you're still knocking about, then let me introduce you to the band. First up, main man on the mic, host Ben Branson, our wonderful producer, Bella Neal, and the man who'll probably try and cut this bit, video editor James Scriven. Not forgetting our wondrous theme tune by Jackson Greenberg. Lovers or haters, we want to know, so be sure to leave a review wherever you're listening. For the lovers amongst you, you'll find us on TikTok and Instagram at Hidden20Podcast or over on Hidden20.org where you can join our mailing list. <laughs>